Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. A woman's name, a list of flowers, and a murdered courier. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Sometimes I, Jerry Browning, private detective, get a case so hush-hush that I even think about it in whispers. <coughs> Lieutenant Dawson of the Homicide Squad carefully closed the door of his private office, clicked the key on his intercom to off, and leaned across the desk. Jerry, we've identified the man killed last night. His name was Poldy Fergon. You don't say. Uh, who's Poldy Fergon? Dawson looked astonished. You don't know? Why, he was a diplomatic courier from... Uh, I guess it has been kept pretty well undercover. Well, uh, look, Jerry, you did a lot of special work during the war on codes and stuff. I need your help, without questions. Dawson took a scrap of paper from an envelope. On it was scrawled one word, Martha. We found this inside the money belt Poldy Fergon wore, and this other piece of paper was in the mud alongside Fergon's body. Listen to this, Jerry. Again, peace failed. Need another Pearl Harbor. Try Frau Karl Drushke. How about Grotendorst? <laughs> oh, Dawson. I don't know about Martha, but that second message is clear enough. It is. What does it mean? Well, you won't like this, Dawson. It means that some gardener's having trouble with his roses. All those names, Peace, Pearl Harbor, Frau Karl Drushke, Grotendorst, they're all names of roses. Oh, well then, that has nothing to do with Fergon's murder? I don't know. Probably it hasn't. But when a courier's been murdered, you can't be sure of anything. Dawson, I think we should try to find Martha. When a diplomatic courier was murdered, police found a slip of paper with a woman's name on it and another sheet listing the names of several types of roses. I decided to ignore the rose list for the time being and concentrate on the woman's name, Martha. We have listed here the names of all known and suspected foreign agents. Three ladies bear the first name of Martha, two of them not at present in this country. Third is serving a four-year sentence in a federal penitentiary. Okay, so Martha wasn't a woman, or at least any woman known to the people who might be expected to know about such things. Well, sometimes names are a keyword to a code, but I didn't think so in this case. The name was much too short for that. So there I was, with nothing. Clerk in the store was real helpful. The meaning of common first names? Here you are, sir. Two fifty. An excellent book. People like to consult it before naming the baby. Is it uh, a boy or a girl? It's a girl. I flipped the pages until I found Martha. According to the book, the name meant a mighty battle maiden. Mighty battle maiden. That was interesting. Except that it didn't mean anything. I talked on the phone with Dawson, who gabbled excitedly about spies and had nothing of his own to contribute, but thought that Mighty Battle Maiden was very significant. 
I hung up on him. Out on the sidewalk, I picked up a newspaper. There was no word about the Poldy Fergon murder on the front page or any other page. But on the theatrical page, there was a big ad. One night only at the Central Opera House. Yeah, you guessed it. The Opera Martha. A crowd at the opera. A perfect chance for people to meet in private who couldn't transact business openly. This was worth calling Dawson back about. I folded the paper. And as I did, another item grabbed me by the eyes. It was in the personal column. To Martha... I will show you my love with a red, red rose. Dawson, Jerry Browning again. I've really got a lead. Opera house tonight. Get a whole squad down there. Dress them up in soup and fish. Well, how should I know where they'll get costumes? Let the police department rent them. And listen, Dawson, that stuff about roses, the peace, Pearl Harbor, Frau Carl Drusky, and the rest of it, it all figures in, though I haven't any idea how. Yeah, I'll meet you at the opera. Jerry, there are a couple of thousand people in this crowd. How are we supposed to find a spy if there is one? Easy. Have your men grab every man or woman who's wearing a rose or a corsage of roses. Dawson gulped. You mean it, Jerry? For instance, that woman over there with the roses on her shoulder? Grab her, Dawson. That's Mrs. Van Gleden, a society leader, but... Okay, if you say so. I turned my back on the pain in Dawson's face and went on inside the opera house. <laughs> Scattered about were a few other women wearing roses, two men with small roses in their lapels. I watched as polite cops in formal garb coaxed those people outside, and I hoped I knew what I was doing. I found my seat. The house lights dimmed, and there I was watching the opera of beautiful Royal Martha, played by a stout soprano, pretending to be a serving maid. Then, finally, I knew what I was waiting for. It was the high point of the performance. The audience applauding in anticipation of the familiar aria, The Last Rose of Summer. I got up out of my seat, adjusted the rose in my lapel, and sauntered out into the deserted lobby. The tune, mister, is all the words. Get a complete libretto of the opera. Here, take it and hurry up. I took it and took him, straight to the waiting cops around the corner. Dawson was standing in the center of a crowd of men and women, all wearing roses and all madder than hornets. They were all innocent, of course, except the one man who tried to make a break as I came up with my prisoner. As I'd finally suspected, this gang of foreign agents kept their identities secret even from one another used cover names of roses, and met only in public places amid big crowds. As for the agent we'd grabbed... You have no right to detain me. I have diplomatic immunity. Yeah, he was right. Deporting him was the worst that could happen to him. But as for the libretto salesman, that was another story. The libretto, the score of the opera, was a carefully worked-out musical code with the order not only for the murder of Poldy Fergon but two other agents as well, suspected of dubious loyalty to their cause. Faced with a murder charge, the libretto salesman talked. By the time he'd finished talking, one more spy ring was broken up, one more source of information sealed off. Like I said, I never did find out who the agents were working for. I knew better than to ask. But any country that rewards its agents by ordering their murder 
can't be very friendly toward the system under which we operate. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives, mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.